Howdy Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Emily Carlin. And today we're our brother? Or maybe we're going out for the guys team? So transfer schools. And score a goal. Because today we're bringing you. She's the man. She's the Man was directed by Andy Fickman and released on uh, March 17th, 2006, which was 4,953 days ago. Also the day before Ethan's 13th birthday. So happy, happy teenager-dumb Ethan. Birthday, Ethan. Yeah, super happy birthday. It was released on a $20 million budget, made $33 million worldwide, and fun fact, it was the third highest growing, grossing film its opening weekend. It lost to V for Vendetta and something else. Uh, it got a 44% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 79 audience rating and a 45 on Metacritic. But more importantly, the thing that you're excited about this week is that Emily's on this show. Emily, we're going to bang it in. Thank you. Thank you. Here I am. Are you excited? Very excited. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> so Emily, uh... Before we get into like our discussion of the film, we like to do a positive and negative review from like a proper critic because we are not. What? Yeah. I'm a professional. No, you're not. I think I am. Nope. Interesting. Interesting development. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a negative review for me from the Rotten Tomatoes blurbs? I do. This is from Peter Travers from the Rolling Stone. He said, there I sit, suffering total numbness of body and brain, no longer having to wonder what it might be like to be buried alive in gooey marshmallow. Makes me want a s'more. I know, I love s'mores. Me too. S'mores are the best. Yummy. Yeah. No, the best is bacon and eggs. The best is bacon and eggs. But you know what's really good is s'mores, but you, instead of Hershey's, you use Reese's. But it's even better if you use the white Reese's. The yes. white chocolate Reese's. Yes, that is the peak s'more. I've discovered, we've made a lot of s'mores lately. We have. Actually, the best s'more is to do a regular graham cracker. Mm -hmm. Okay. A roasted marshmallow. But before you put the marshmallow on, you put cookie butter on the, oh. on the graham cracker. Mm -hmm. And then you put the mallow right. and the Hershey's. Or if you want to get crazy, the Reese's pumpkin chocolate. The white chocolate. The ghost because it's white chocolate. No, for this one you use the pumpkin. But the pumpkins are not white chocolate. Okay, so here's a crazy idea. Okay. Does this improve s'mores or make them worse? If you said cookie butter, what if we just went full send on that idea and you smeared cookie dough mm. onto the graham cracker? I mean, it sounds really good in theory. Well, hold on. You've already got the chocolate. You've got the cookie part. Why not just put Nutella on it? Because Nutella is completely overrated. Hazelnut spread is not that good. It is good. No, it's just not. It's so bad for, for you. For everyone listening right now, I'm giving Tyler a very disgusted look. At no, it's just not that good. It's Nutella. not that good. It's just not that good. I think everybody is hyping Nutella and it's a phase and it will pass. I really don't think. Okay, Nutella started when I was in, I don't know, elementary school or middle school. Okay. And it's still big. No, it's not. It's, I mean, it's definitely not as big, uh -huh. but hazelnut's coming back, okay? It's making a comeback, whether I'm starting it or not. I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. Um, but I like my cookie cookie dough idea. I think I'm on to something there. I think we should try it. I know. We're going to have to make schmoes again. So <clears throat> It'll be a good weekend for that. I know. We're going to have to convince our friends that we want to make schmoes. 
Uh, my positive review comes from Neil Smith from BBC.com. Uh, he writes, Bynes tackles her part with gusto while Tatum underplays his to striking effect. Now, Emily, I learned something. Well, hold on. Let's do the binary review. Uh, do you feel like people have to see this movie? I'm struggling with this because you and I talked about this last night. I said I want to give it a one because this was such a good movie when I was in middle school. I loved it. I thought it was great. But then watching it again last night, it was more of a, well, I could live without this movie. So I don't know. Here's where I am. As far as Shakespearean adaptations made into teen movies. Oh, I don't think you need to see this one. Compared to... The other option, 10 Things I Hate About You, I feel like this falls so short. Oh, it does. It definitely does. 10 Things I Hate About You is like a masterpiece. It is. And this is like awful. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know if you noticed, I could quote like the entire movie last night and I didn't realize I could quote it until last night. What is it the principal says? Welcome. Welcome to Illyria. Welcome, 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 welcome to Illyria. That's it. Okay, so I, when we were watching, I didn't realize it was Twelfth Night from Shakespeare until like I posted on Instagram today and somebody was like, oh my gosh, I love it. And I was like, that is how, because I remember thinking to myself when I was watching it, I was like, this movie, the writing is not as good as the complicated story it's telling. Right. So it's like the dialogue and everything doesn't add up that like you'd be able to connect all these character development dots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it didn't make the the proportions didn't add up. But then I learned that it was Shakespeare and that the new dialogue was all written by some screenwriter now. But the story where Olivia falls in love with Sebastian, who was actually Viola, who loves Duke, but Duke loves Olivia. Viola. She's a stringed instrument. Well, do you think that it would have been better if they had casted different people? Or do you think it's the writing? I think it's the writing. Okay. Interesting. I, I mean, I think it's poorly acted. I think it's poorly directed. I think the whole thing is overall. I loved how mid-2000s it was. Oh my gosh. I thought it was fascinating that this was like shot in 2006 to be about 2006. But that's how most movies are. Correct. But when you watch it in 2019, it looks like somebody in is 2006. Is it just nostalgia for you? It, so like Stranger Things, right? Is like super 80s. I, when I watch Stranger Things, I don't think this is what the 80s look like. I think this is what we now romanticize the 80s to look like. Okay. And this was that same effect, but it was in the right time period. Okay, I got So it. that was weird to me. It was like Duke's Wall had like some 41 posters and Sebastian was wearing like a Violent Femmes t-shirt. It was like, it was like a meme. It was so on the nose mid 2000s, right. you know? Blatantly obvious. Right. Okay. It, yeah. I get what you mean. When you said that, I didn't understand, but okay, I follow. I also noticed that the fashion trends in 2006 were horrendous. I mean, just awful. The flare jeans that show the bra... Basically, what I'm talking about is Monique. She's awful. Monique's whole approach, like the way she talked to the guys, I was like, okay. Uh, that's my favorite scene. That's your favorite scene? It's the scene in Cesario's? Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't believe for a second that Monique wouldn't recognize Amanda Bynes. Oh, I know, I know. Like, I get that they have that moment at the beginning where she like taps her on the back and she's like, Sebastian. So, oh my gosh, you look like just the same from behind. But like, I, the viewer, know that they don't look the same. Right. I definitely agree with that because I was thinking the same thing. You know, when they're in the restaurant, bar, whatever it is. Cesario's. Yes, when they're in Cesario's and she's got the Coke um, pitchers in front of her face and then the pizza boxes, it's pretty obvious that some 
something's a little fishy. I'm, I was a little confused why Monique didn't catch on. But obviously it's a movie and that's the way it is. But it was obvious to me that I would have noticed a difference. My favorite scene in the whole movie, I think, was the dream sequence. I think anything with Vinnie Jones, anytime Vinnie Jones was on screen, I was happy. <laughs> Vinnie Jones being the, the coach. Right. Any movie that he's in, whenever he's on screen, I'm happy. I love Vinnie Jones. Um... But the dream sequence where I thought that was like the most artistically done scene. I thought that like the way that they did the action in it and the way that like she ran down the field in the dress and she slips and falls. And I thought that was absolutely fascinating. I think where the movie completely fell apart for me was the carnival. Yes. That's where I was like, okay, maybe you made it through some stuff up to this point. Like, obviously, we're all just going to like suspend our disbelief and accept that Channing Tatum doesn't immediately recognize the extremely attractive girl that lives with him. Right. Although they did a pretty good job of making her look like a guy. And I think the actor that chose to play Sebastian did look, you know, had similar features. Right. Um, did you know that Amanda Bynes says that that's where she went down her downward spiral was during this movie when she would look at herself as a guy and it made her depressed? I believe that. But she didn't sound like a guy. She really didn't look like a guy. Like, her, her features are so soft. Like, what makes her Amanda Bynes, what made her so iconic as who she was, was because she had this, like, baby face. Right. But you've got to think she's got to have identity issues if she's, you know, getting ready in her trailer every day for weeks and weeks and weeks and looking like a guy. When she's a girl, she's going to start associating herself differently than she did before, which would probably make her feel differently. You think this took weeks and weeks and weeks to film? I don't know. Let's find out. I don't I don't know how to find that out. I don't know where that information is, but I don't think it would have taken that long. Okay. It's all pretty much on one set. Well, I don't know. I don't know how long it usually takes movies to film. If I were to guess, I would say that it's a few weeks at least. I don't know. I really don't know about that. Um, but I did, like, when we watched the movie, when we were planning for you to be on the show and, and I was the one that suggested she's the man and you were like, oh, uh, yes. I was actually pretty excited about it. I remember liking this movie when I was younger and I even liked it when we watched it this week. Right. It's a good, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good movie to just watch and not think. Yeah. Because 10 like things a... I hate about you, you have to think about, in my opinion. That's oh, so good. We should watch it again. It's really, really good. Um. I think, what was I going to say? I had a point about this movie. Watching it, oh, you know, what was your least favorite scene? So I didn't like the carnival scene. It totally fell apart for me. Kissing boots, is that real? Do people? I want to know. Do, do people do that in 2006? I've also never been to a carnival or a fair. I don't think. I Like, a kissing booth, so we had the kissing booth in college. One of the sororities did it, right? Yes, but it would, they gave out but a Hershey you, you kiss. You went out and you bought a Hershey kiss and donated the money to charity, right? right. That was how it worked. Right. I was under the impression that all kissing booths, as long as I've been alive, have been that gimmick. That, like, the kissing booth, pay $5, kiss a pretty girl, Doesn't died exist. in, like, 1950. Right. Or it's it's get a Hershey kiss or get a lick from a dog. You can have a million dollars. Thank you for the <laughs> hugs and kisses. You can get all, all of the kisses from Sawyer. So, yeah. None of them from Stella. I know, right? <laughs> no amount of money in the world will make Stella kiss you. Unless you say dinner. I know. Yeah, she loves dinner. She's a big, big fan of dinner. Oh my gosh. When we're at the house and I want to tell Tyler dinner's ready or what do you want for dinner, I can't actually say dinner. I can't say food. And you also can't say walk, which I guess are pretty normal things to not say when you have a dog around. But Stella gets the zoomies really bad. Like immediately. When you say dinner. Tonight, yeah. I, <laughs> I was feeding Olivia and... Or I was getting ready to feed Olivia, and she was starting to wake up, and she was super smiley, which was really sweet. 
And uh, I said, are you ready to have some dinner? And Stella had already had dinner and she freaked out. She was so excited. She thought she was getting dinner. I felt bad I had to give her a little bit extra food. Sometimes Sorry. I give her a little bit extra because she's so cute. My favorite thing with Stella, this is probably super annoying with the listeners, but it's okay. My favorite thing with Stella is when I refill the dog tin of food and she tries to eat the yeah, food so we have like coming a big... from the bag. You have like a big container full of dog like food. Like a tin. It's, it's like Stella height that you put the food right. in. It's like a little garbage can. Sawyer cannot reach it. Correct. Oh my gosh. And she just goes nuts. And if you leave it open for a little bit, she'll just eat right out of it. It's quite, quite a cute spectacle. It is. And sometimes I let her go a little bit long. She's not chunky though. She's a skinny dog. She was chunky. For a little bit, but now she's a skinny dog. Sawyer's like a little hot dog. It's like he's going to topple over. He's like a little torpedo. (laughs) Oh, I love our dogs. We are the best dogs. There's no doubt about that. Um, Anyways. The coach for the team she used to play for. And that, okay, this opening sequence of the movie Uh where it's like the opening credits and they're playing beach soccer. Right. And she's wearing like a bikini bikini. Right. Impossible. To play with a bikini. Right. How would you know? Because, Emily, I have a daughter and a wife. You have a daughter who's never put on a bikini and a wife who you don't know what I've done in my past. I've spoken to a woman in my life. I would. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, think, I think it's sick. Would you agree? Impossible. Hair down, bikini. Oh, yeah. She would have been a lot more disheveled than she looked. And it goes through and it keeps like freeze framing anytime there's a new like uh, actor or director or whatever. Right. But every time it freeze frames, it's on Amanda Bynes. Right. I thought that was like jarring. I'd be like, Channing Tatum. And it would be like a freeze frame of Amanda Bynes. I'd be like, <laughs> it's not Channing Tatum. <laughs> Vinnie Jones. <laughs> every scene. And then her boyfriend seems so rational on that first scene. And then... They go and they talk to the coach at, what's the school that they're from? Cornwall. Cornwall Academy to Illyria. How do we not pick up this with Shakespeare? There's so many references. Oh, and the characters are all the same names. There's so many references. Um, yeah. Then they go to talk to the coach and they're like, girls can't play soccer. That's ridiculous. Everyone knows this. It's science. It was so scripted. It was so painfully scripted. And it like, I don't know that that's how it would go down today. I imagine they would let the girls try out for the team. Mm-hmm. Well, we had, when I was in high school, maybe not in high school, but when I was in middle school or elementary school and my siblings were in the high school, there was a female football player. Yeah, that's been, that's been more and more. That scares me to death. What if our daughter wants to play football? She's not allowed to do anything that's contact. I don't want her to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she's so precious. I think it's going to have to be a discussion with her when she's older. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe about what she wants She's to do. She's going to be on the chess team. Yeah, the piano club. <laughs> Something that's not going to hurt her. Right. You could pull a muscle pressing those pedals on the piano, though, so. But you can bet your bottom dollar I will be in the stands of that chess tournament. Cheering for the piano team. Cheering for the piano team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's go, Black Keys! <laughs> I'm going to have a shirt that says Olivia on the back and some air horns. That whole opening sequence, especially when the boyfriend's like, 
I could like it would have seemed more believable to me if he was like, yes, I know that I said that, but the rule is that you can't play on this team. That would have made more sense to me than men are superior to women. Right. But that's always been a topic, you know, and even more so, you know, you've got that movie where it says women are or men are superior to women. You've got the um, even more to now the Taylor Swift song, The Man. She's talking about you know, if she was a man, she'd be able to do all this stuff and be like Leonardo DiCaprio and Saint Tropez, but because she's a woman, she can't do it. It's kind of like the double standard in a little bit of a different sense, but uh, that's always been something. Well, yeah, and Beyonce has the, like, if I were a boy song. Right, right, right. And I definitely get that it's always been a thing. Uh, There's a lot of sexism in yeah. the world today. Yeah. It it did definitely did not end in 2006 when this no. movie was made. I felt like this did... Probably gotten worse. I, I feel like this did not help. This was a step in the wrong direction. I agree. Because uh, to me... She spent too much time being a boy and not proving that girls could do it. You know, the proving that girls could do it was a very short scene at the end when... She also had to flash the crowd. Let's not forget that Sebastian and Viola are 17. This is the beginning of their senior year. <laughs> That's, like, completely inappropriate. And, every, they would and be Sebastian expelled. pulls his pants down and his dad's like, Oh, wow, look at that horse, or whatever he said. Oh, something like, a, I'm proud, or something like right. that. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Right. Oh my gosh. These are children. I know. It, it made me cringe. It made me extremely uncomfortable. And then like Amanda Bynes has to pull her shirt up. And I'll tell you, the thing that kept frustrating me in this movie is they had to like revisit the, how's Viola going to get naked in front of her teammates problem over and over and over and over I know. again. Every time they did it, I was thinking, well, obviously she could do this or do that. You know, one thing I was thinking when she went into the locker room when no one was there, I was, the first thing I thought was, why doesn't she just take the wig off when Channing Tatum isn't in the room and go to the women's bathroom or locker room and shower right. there and then go back? Right. I mean, no one's going to notice that you look that Like Sebastian. Right. right. Oh, I know. It was endlessly frustrating. I think, what do you, what do you think of the uh, the gay best friend? That's a trope that I feel like is like inappropriate to have now that like homosexual men and women are more than just the gay best friend to some preppy blonde girl right well i don't know i guess i didn't really think about it as much as i do think i do think it's so funny he answers the phone it's 2006 and he's like what's his name oh i can't remember he's like i don't know thank you for calling whoever i hate my life (laughs) (laughs) same right (laughs) Life is meaningless. I, I love my life. <laughs> I, I love my life. I love my wife. I love my baby. All things that I love. Let's see. What was his name? You went way past it. I know. I'm really bad at this. Mm. Let's see. I love David Cross's gold. I thought that was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yes. He was so funny. Paul. You sure it's Paul? Yes. He's like, this is Paul. Life is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you think about Malcolm. Malcolm, the Marvolio guy? Yeah. The, the guy with the spider? Named Malvolio. Yeah, he was the villain in 12th Night. Yeah, I knew that. Um, alternatively, can we get a spider? Can we get a tarantula? Absolutely not. Why not? Because um, I will kill it. Interesting. So we were at dinner at, at Tyler's parents' house tonight, and I looked out the window, and there was a spider egg in the window with a spider and about a hundred baby spiders 
outside Everywhere. of the egg. And I thought it was the most interesting thing I've ever seen. And I don't know about you, but I am the person that researches phobias. Not just random phobias, but my own. So, like, I could tell you a lot of things about spiders. Or, and I used to be able to tell you a lot of things about sharks. Because I wanted to be knowledgeable about... Name's Bruce! <laughs> <laughs> That scared me. <laughs> I jumped a Fish little. Fish are friends, not food. <laughs> Anyways, so I da, knew da, a lot about da, spiders. Da, so da, da, I think we could da, have a tarantula da, da, and I would just da, 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 da. know everything about it. I think if we had a tarantula, I would just cry every day. I would see the tarantula and we'd have to burn our house down and that would be the end of it. Hmm. And then you get another one and like we keep burning houses down. That just sounds like a lot of uh, insurance money gone to waste. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the insurance company is going to catch on at the second. <laughs> <laughs> the second fire? <laughs> right. The first time they're like, oh my gosh, a fire. Oh no. I feel like the second one they would be like, this happens a lot. And then the third one they're like, all right, Carlin, we got it. You like fire. No, no, that's not it. That's not it. Jake from State Farm, I'll tell you what it is. I don't like spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't like spiders either. I don't want a tarantula. I just wanted to see what your reaction would be. I do want a hedgehog. You think you get hazed to be on a high school soccer team? No, but I also don't get hazing. I, I do not understand. Like, I was in Greek life in college, and we did not haze. Not neither did we. So I don't know what I get the, like, it's a shared misery, it's a shared experience, it's this fun, like, camaraderie-building activity. I understand that, but I feel like uh, stripping down your teammates in the shower and throwing wet food at them and running cold water on them goes beyond, this was, like, a funny challenge we had you all do. Right. This is just mean at this point. Yeah. It'd be one thing to me if it was, like, I think a way that they could have gone around this, if it was, like, oh, the night before the first game, everybody streaks across the field. That would have been, like, okay, that's a fun hazing thing. I mean, not that hazing is good, and I don't condone hazing, but it would be, like, you know, a fun, risky experience. More for the camaraderie. Right. I agree. I don't understand why they had to put them in the shower and tell them to get naked. Yeah, nobody's ever asked me to strip my clothes off in the name of brotherhood. (laughs) (laughs) That would be very odd. It would be. It would be very unusual. I don't understand why. I just can't get over why would you want to put a bunch of people in a bathroom and make them strip naked? What's the point? (sighs) That it puts Viola in another wacky situation. (laughs) Oh no! What's she gonna do about the fact that she's got boobs? She's gonna pull the fire alarm. Oh no! The insurance company's gonna catch on. Right. (laughs) Spider! Oh my gosh. Okay, so one thing I noticed was the tampon in the nose. I think that that became a thing after this film. Okay, because when we went to... Let me, hold on, let me tell you something. Okay. I know that she couldn't have played soccer in a bikini at the beginning. I do not know how tampons work. Oh, this worries me. No, you, 12 years from now, 12, 10, 10 to 14 years from now, (laughs) you can have that conversation. I will, because your conversation would go like this. Well, you take this thing and you just uh, insert it. There's like a removal process. Is that what I understand? There's like yes. a click. We should probably not click? go through Is this. There, tell me if there's a click. Depends on what brand you get. Oh my gosh. There's something called you by Kotex. 
click. Oh. I think that's what they're called. But they click open. Okay. So it's not like clicking the like not a like pen a or pen. anything. Oh my click, gosh. Click, click. We're gonna have to have the birds and the bees talk, aren't we? Who's the birds and who's the bees? I don't know. And why is it birds and the bees? Those don't go together. No, they don't. It could be like the bird, the bees and the flowers, or the birds and the other birds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's like supposed to be the... The mating habits most similar to humans would probably be like the penguins, the flightless birds. <laughs> <laughs> the penguins. We were at the zoo this weekend and what did I say? There was something that mates for life. Oh my God. It was like a jackalope, but it, obviously jackalopes aren't real. That's right. But it was some like East like African... a bunny, but it wasn't a bunny. Super bunny. Yeah. Oh. And penguins, they mate for life. And we mated for life. Here we are, going dun, strong. Dun, dun, dun. We're coming up on five years being together. And we're coming up on two years of marriage. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Emily and Tyler, 2017. It's coming up. What are you going to get me for our anniversary? I don't know. You got me the best birthday gift ever. I did. Yes. I, ladies and gentlemen, you know that we've discussed that I am Hamill trash. Emily, newfound Hamill stan, bought her husband Hamilton tickets on his birthday, December 1st. I'm seeing Hamilton. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. You're all coming with me. And then shortly after, I'll be on Sincerely Us, uh, a casual Broadway lovers podcast. Talking about Hamilton. Is rumor happens. Yes. <laughs> I'll yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It'll be good. I'm excited. Good. I'm glad you're excited. But anyways, going back to this tampon thing. We went to a football game recently, and I saw the trainer put a tampon up one of the players' noses. And it wasn't a regular tampon. It wasn't one with a string, but it was, it definitely looked like a tampon. And I know this. A tampon. A tampon. Because when I was in the ninth grade, I went to... France with my French class. With Thomas Jefferson. Uh-huh. Anyways, I went to France during spring break with my class, and I, Aunt Flo showed up, and I had to get some tampons, and the ones in France are weird. They don't have strings, and that's what they Your debut like. on Bacon and Eggs is a period story? <laughs> No, it's an Aunt Flo's story. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what it's like being married to Emily. <laughs> it is. I don't have a filter. No. I don't, you wouldn't know our bathroom has a door. Stop it! <laughs> Gosh, Tyler always takes every moment to embarrass me. You could just shut the bathroom door. And so could you. Interesting development, sir. Back, mm, yeah. back to you. Back. <laughs> With the weather. <laughs> Ooh, you it's were gonna caught. It's going to be sunny at 65 today. <laughs> uh, okay, I also want to ask you a question. Okay. Is baloney really 38% hoof? I have no idea. What a ridiculous <laughs> fact. <laughs> I need to know. Baloney. Does How it much have hoof? hoofs? How much hoof are we talking? <laughs> All I'm thinking is when I thought of that or when I heard that quote, the first thing I thought of was seeing a piece of bologna with two hoofs on the bottom. <laughs> That's all that came to mind. I need to know. I have no idea, Emily. Well. I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you with honesty that I've ever eaten bologna in my entire life. Bologna just sounds gross. What is it even made of besides 38% hoofs? Right. I have no idea. <laughs> but cold cuts aren't expensive. So if like bologna is the cheap alternative to cold cuts... I don't know where the disconnect is because cold cuts are already like the cheapest way to buy and make your own lunch. Tyler always has me get cold cuts from the store and I'll buy them and then he doesn't eat them. 
He eats them for the first two days and then he just stops. And my issue with cold cuts is there's no way that this cold, fully cooked meat is going to last as long as this expiration date says. Because cold cuts expiration is like a long time. And I'm always under the impression that it like if I don't eat all of this in three days, then it's may as well just not be here. Okay, but you only eat it for two days and then it just sits there. Well, because on the third day, I'm like, well, I don't want another turkey sandwich. I want to eat something else. <laughs> on the fourth day, I'm like, ah, that turkey's been in there for a while. I don't know if I can have that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, like yesterday when I went to the grocery store and I cleaned the fridge out before I went, and I just find <gasps> random Wait a minute. What did we learn stuff. at the beach about cold cuts? <gasps> Pita. Pockets. Pita pockets. Okay, so Tyler was making a sandwich. When we're at the beach, for those of you that don't know, on Carlin family vacation, every day for lunch is cold cuts. Yeah, the best. Every day. Unless we go to Provisions, which is a restaurant. Highly recommend Good burgers. Going Good there. burgers. Yes. But, in Holden Beach. But, for lunch, we always have cold cuts. <clears throat> and one thing we noticed, or learned, was while Tyler was making his sandwich, he took a pita... And put mayonnaise on top of it and then put his meat and his cheese on top of it and started to roll it up. Was it Ben or Jonathan? It was Beth. Oh, Beth. Beth said to Tyler, you know, You're doing it wrong. That's not how you use a pita. And Tyler was like, what are you talking about? And we learned that it opens. You cut it open and there's a pocket. And that's where you put your... pita pocket. Which like... I've always heard that term, but it never made sense to me that that right. was how it worked. <laughs> so neither of us knew, and this became the running joke of the week, was Tyler and Emily, mostly Tyler, don't know how to use a pita properly. Well, folks, it has a pocket. And it is by far the most delicious cold cut bread. Oh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. Always eating your cold cuts with a pita pocket. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I found my notes from the movie. Can I go over a few things I noticed? The very beginning, uh, the boyfriend is wearing cargo shorts with his boxers I sort of exposed. cargo shorts. Yeah, no, cargo shorts are ca- terrible. Cargo shorts are known to carry everything except a conversation with a woman. Okay, but wait. When we went to the Redskins game this weekend, the guy who was walking the stands with the beer, his cargo shorts came in handy because he would put his money in his pockets. And I noticed that his money, the big dollar bills, went on one side and his tips went on the other. I was very interested in him. Here's the rule with functional pants. You can wear cargo shorts or cargo pants if your job calls for it, period. What job calls for it besides a... Hawking beer at the Redskins game. guy. Uh, If you are in construction, it's very useful. You got a spot for your measuring tape and a spot for your nails. Although I would recommend, if possible... Uh, utility belt. That's what Batman uses. And when you could be anything or be Batman, always be Batman. Uh, but that's an appropriate time. But if you are out in public, you didn't just come from work. You don't work a blue collar job. There is no reason to ever wear cargo shorts or cargo pants. Tyler has always been passionate about this. I have. There's no reason. One Christmas, I'm just going to get you cargo shorts. I'm not going to wear them. Now, this is a fun fact. We're in my childhood bedroom right now. That's why we're recording this podcast episode. Hello from Tyler's youth. The walls are a different color. I'm the third child, so my room didn't stay mine very long after I left. Actually, that's not true. It was this way for like five years. But uh, the <laughs> walls are a different color. My soccer wallpaper is gone. My 
Twin bunk beds are gone. A sculpture that we bought is hanging on the wall. Uh, my dresser's been painted white to look old. There's a really nice solid wood Kincaid furniture bed frame in here. I painted that. Emily painted that painting. None of you can see this. Um, in high school, I wore cargo shorts almost uh, every day. I, I wore cargo you. shorts that went just past the knee and they were always just a little bit too big. So I would wear the belts that had like the two loops, kind of like what you used to hold uh, Olivia up. Yeah. And uh, I remember in band. Where'd you get them? Like American Eagle? Old Navy and American Eagle, yeah. Is and that I the only places you shopped? Pretty much, yeah. I was I was trash for American Eagle for years. I, I had an American Eagle credit card. <laughs> credit card? Yeah. <laughs> like as an adult? Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have it, but I'm pretty sure if you don't use it after six months, it's gone. And I haven't used it in probably like five years. But I got, got it when I was in, I don't know, my mom got it when I was in high school and she get, let me be an authorized user. When I, I, my American Eagle interest really peaked, I want to say going into like freshman and sophomore year of college because it was... College? Yes. Because it was preppy enough that it was like, it was good looking and nice clothes, but it wasn't Hollister and it wasn't Abercrombie. And I did not That's like That's where brands. I shopped in... Oh gosh, no. In high school. They were... I think, Forever 21. I think like one person that I respected once said Abercrombie is too expensive. And that was all the influence I needed to ever be like, this place is ridiculous. They sell clothes to teenagers that are $80 for a shirt. They do. And it is ridiculous. <laughs> Why would they do this? And they never had any sales. My mom hated going in there because it's so dimly lit. And it's so expensive. And it smells like... Whoa, back up. Abercrombie Fierce is the best smell in the oh world. Oh my gosh. Oh, I have a question The fact you. that it's associated with Abercrombie and it puts this terrible, t this toothpaste and orange juice like taste in my mouth is only criminal because that like, smell is amazing. I feel like you and I led very different lives in high school. I was a band geek, but let me tell you, so I wore the smallest adult size shorts you can get for men is usually a 28 waist. Now I wear like a 34 or 36 now, so I'm like proper like chonky. But in high <laughs> yeah, school, bod. in high school, I would wear grown-up pants because I was in high school and I would wear a 28 and I was realistically like a 26 or 24. It was Ooh. very thin. And I never wore a belt growing up because my pants always fit so then I get to high school and I'm wearing grown-up pants that don't quite fit. I remember marching around the, the band field and uh, my pants like sagging down Oh no! like past my boxers. And, what did you do? Well, like we were in the middle of a song. You can't stop and pull your pants up. But I, I remember just stopping and pulling my pants up. But it was so bad. They would just sag so much because you'd be walking around and when you'd walk, they'd stretch because you'd put them on in the morning and they'd fit. But then you'd go through the school day and you'd right. be doing a lot of activity and they'd stretch. It didn't fit anymore. Oops. And I didn't always wear a belt. And uh, so my pants would fall off. I was a very, I was a string bean back in the day. Wow. You were a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader like freshman and sophomore year of high school, and then I had surgery on my hip and couldn't do anything. Me too. No, you didn't. I just think you and I, like, do you think we would have been friends in high school? Almost definitely not. Were you popular? No. Were you popular? No. Here, <laughs> were you popular? No. Were you? No. No. I was one of those people who were, I was friends with a lot of different people. Like a lot of different crowds. That makes you pop. That's what popular means. No. Popular I, No. Popular like, means you were friends with a lot of different crowds. It doesn't mean you were cool. It means you were popular. You're friends with a lot of people. That's what popularity is. I was friends with a lot of people, but you couldn't be popular in my high school because 
I mean, my graduating class was over 700 kids. To minus 200. And I knew everybody. And I, looking back, I had casual friendships with more groups than I would have thought. Like, I was really friendly with the football players. I was not close with the swim team, even though I was on the swim team. They were very, very mean to me. Um, I had my group of friends in marching band. But even in marching band, there was cliques. Because there was weird dynamics of, like, underclassmen versus upperclassmen. And then the sections would all, you know, the, you know, the clarinets are super tight. The flutes are super tight. And the trumpet section is super tight. But then within the trumpet section, there was, like, the kind of weird kids who just wanted to do band because it was fun. My mind is blown right now. And then the people that were like, this is everything to me. And I was the like, this is everything to me type. And then there were some kids who were like, this isn't everything to me, but I'm a lot better at the trumpet than you are because... At this age, a lot of natural talent is part of what makes you good at something and not hard work. You can't have possibly put in the hard work to match my talent, which is a concept that teenagers, unfortunately, cannot grasp. I wish that I had a hobby. Did you not have hobbies? You didn't do like a activity or you didn't journal or... No. You just went to school and went home? I think, no. I think, I think you, you were social. Hobbies- you would, uh, yeah, I was social. That you was were like a hobby. socialite. I, I mean... But I never got in trouble for being a socialite. Band... Did you ever... So when we watch these high school movies, mm-hmm. the parties, mm-hmm. are they real? It depends on what kind of party you're talking about. I mean, I didn't go to a bunch of parties in high school. I went to some. I didn't go to all of them. And they weren't rowdy like... What was it? Like Project X or... Wasn't that a movie? Yeah, but that was a professional cause. That's different. That is real. Oh. Okay. So... That wasn't what it was like in high school. It was very different. It was very different. What about, so like Love, Simon, there's the Halloween party where the parents are out of town and they, they all go and there's like karaoke and violent femmes and a keg and, and like there weren't kegs. beer pong. and There was beer pong, but there wasn't, I don't remember there being kegs. People just usually brought what they could steal from their parents. Alcohol cabinets, put it in water bottles. Oh yeah, nobody knew what was going on there. I remember uh, one of my best friend's little brothers used to fill the, he would like pour tequila out, like silver tequila into a water Mm -hmm. bottle, and then he'd fill the tequila bottle back up with With water, water. and then you put it in the freezer and it would freeze. Right. And that's not tequila. That's when you know. (laughs) Right. That's how you're like, oh, look at this. I know. So we did not drink much coming up, but I know there was, I think one time where, don't, don't drink underage, drink responsibly, listen to your parents, don't do anything we did. Um, but there was one time where I think we had a little bit to drink at like the lake house or something. And I'm telling, well, that was the thing was I think maybe between like three or four of us, we had like one shot total each, but one and a half ounces to a shot, five people. That's like what? Three, six, seven and a half ounces. Seven and a half ounces of liquid is a lot. Right. That's a noticeable amount missing. It is. And obviously the parents were like, this was an expensive bottle. I know that you did this. And I think I think they let us get away with it. I think the first time that I got in trouble for alcohol, I was at my friend Alyssa's house. And I want to say we were in eighth grade or ninth grade. Oh my God. I know. That is way too young, Emily. I know. And um, someone, I think it was Alyssa, took a Mike's Hard Lemonade and four of us drank it. And we thought we were wasted. And we hid it under the couch. I don't know why. That's the worst place to hide something is under the couch. And her mom found it and called my mom and I got in trouble. Although my mom thought it was funny that really out of everything, you picked a Mike's Hard Lemonade to drink amongst no, the four of you. No, listen, people listening, don't drink Mike's Hard. No, don't, don't drink, drink. Well, first of all, drink don't anything. drink Mike's Hard because it's disgusting. It's not that bad. It's not uh-huh. the best. 
I think, so here was my experience with drinking in high school. I didn't drink at all in high school. Right. Period. And I remember we would go to band parties after the football games and they were, I mean, so it was in a big room. You've been there. Yeah. But it was in like a room with a high ceiling. It was dark and there was a lot of music and there was like, uh, it was like a surround sound system. People were dancing and there's a dance floor. This was probably as close as it ever got from me to like a high school party from the movies. Mm-hmm. And I remember... We would, like, pause everything and turn the TV on because the local TV stations would do, like, a Friday football update. And sometimes during that, they would show, like, clips of the band. Right. And that was, like, the most exciting thing. Did you ever make it? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, man, we were on TV for Friday football extra. <laughs> and we would watch. So, like, they would do it at, I don't know what time, high school football games are over. But, it, like, the first TV station, Channel 7 would do it at, like, 1120. And then Channel 10 would do it at, like, 1130. And then the uh, Lynchburg affiliate would do it like 11.40. So you could like watch them all and you could see if you made it. And uh, and it was always just so fun. And we wanted, like we were so invested in the high school football league. Like, But you didn't drink any alcohol at those parties? No, we did not drink any alcohol. So my best friend's mom would come downstairs while we had all the music down and the lights on watching the, the highlights. And she would be like, listen, everybody, I know exactly how many beers are in the fridge down here. And I will be counting them when you all leave. And I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, what? Why would we, why would we drink? Man, there's free sodas in the other fridge. <laughs> like, to me, it was like, what, what's the point? There is this better beverage, it, like, freely available. And there's right. snacks everywhere. And there's meatballs. And there's, you know, all this meatballs. stuff. <laughs> Or meatballs. Or yeah. nerves. Yeah. <laughs> you had hors d'oeuvres at your party. Yeah. There's like a whole bag of Oreos here. <laughs> like it never, never even remotely crossed my mind that maybe we should we should drink. Uh, I think I've told that story before, but it always it always just cracks me up. I, like I so distinctly remember that happening that she would be like, I know about all the alcohol. We'd be like, what are you talking about? That's funny. I even remember like when I was in college, I was in the marching band the freshman year. And college marching bands drink. That's like a thing. Period. It's just real. They're like, when you see them at the game, they're not sober. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's definitely kids that don't, but like... I mean, even at big, like, Big Ten schools? More at Big Ten schools. Really? Yeah. But they take it more seriously. No, they don't. Really? Like, you think Ohio? That's tough to say with Ohio. But I would, would not deny it at all. The Ohio State. The. Sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't deny it at all. But like, so I remember getting to band camp in college. And so band camp in high school for me was at the school and you didn't stay overnight. You like went home at the end of every night. Right. Uh, so there was no drinking or anything at that. Uh, but the band camp in college was more like the traditional like, oh, it was one time a band camp type thing. And that was like a, a wild concept to me uh, that like after you spent all day in the sun that you would want to go and get drunk and stay up late. I think... But the weird thing about band is it it does attract the kids that are like into watching Disney movies and into theater and into music. So there was like two factions, right? At the end of the day, there was the group of kids that went and got drunk and partied for the next day. And then there was the other group that went back to somebody's dorm and watched Hercules. What group were you in? I was in the Hercules group. There's nothing wrong with Hercules. Not at all. Hercules is awesome. Yeah. I find my way. I can go the distance. You sing Hercules songs more often than not. Like, you think if you were to divide up my time, over 50% would be singing Hercules songs? Oh, no. Definitely Hamilton. Yeah, I sing a lot of Hamilton. A lot. I sing uh, If I Only Had a Brain from The Wizard of Oz a hundred times a day. I never hear you sing that. I whistle it a lot. Yes. 
Yes. You whistle. I whistle so, so badly much, too. And it's not good. No, there's no rhythm. There's just noise. It is just noise. And it's like an airy whistle. It uh, drives me crazy that I'm not good at whistling. Drives me crazy that I have to listen to it. That's not very nice. But I still love you. Mm-hmm. I love you too. <laughs> Uh, anyways, back to the movie. This movie... Did I, you catch that she was wearing a Livestrong bracelet? That's 2006. <laughs> no, I did not. That's about as 2006 as it gets. I did not notice that. I did notice that there were a lot of sexual references. This movie was way more PG-13 than I remembered when I was in going into middle school in 2006 and watching this movie. Okay. Yes. This was way more sexual than I thought. I mean... To a point where I was watching it last night and I was thinking, whoa, how did my mom let me see this movie? Although it wasn't that bad, but one of the quotes that I thought was a little bit uh, racy was they said, inside every girl there's a boy. I I was like, wait a minute, that's very sexual. A little bit too much for this movie being in high school. The way that the guys talk to each other, like just... Is that normal? No. Okay, like the the towel whips and whatever. Like, is that normal? Stuff's not entirely uncommon, especially like in a high school locker room. Um, what was a high school locker room like in the boys? Because the girls there was just a bunch of gossip. I mean, it was mostly the same thing. Uh, gossip? Yeah. Who's who? Who's dating who? Who's? I, I don't know what sort of things high schoolers care about. Um, but I, I think it was mostly the same thing. I think that there's a lot of flexing. You know, that's when like guys get to really like peacock their feathers out. You know, and like, because... Peacock their feathers. You know what I mean. Did you really just say that? You know what I mean. That's when they get to sort of flex in front in front of all the other guys, especially when you're in high school. When you have this like super fast metabolism. Like I was ripped in high school. And, but it was just because I was so skinny. Right. Well, like I wasn't actually strong at all. But if I didn't have a shirt on, I like I had abs and like defined muscles and things like that. And that was always like a happy moment (laughs) (laughs) to like, oh, I'm with the football players and I look more buff than they do. Where is this accent coming from? What accent? I don't know. You've got this. You did it earlier in the show where you got this like, I don't know, Minnesotan. Oh, yeah. You know, accent. Oh, the the, the football players, they're up there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You you look like, oh, I'm more shredded than the football players because they're grown men who happen to be 16. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay, so we were watching something with my brother i don't remember what it was but it was like high school football highlights or something and it was people who were being drafted my brother's a huge michigan fan yes so he was talking about a football player that is getting drafted to michigan or going to michigan i guess you don't get drafted right for he's college he's signed but um we were watching this highlight or something on we're the internet. Play. Is no, that what we're, it watch, was? we're watching like a high school football game because before high school football starts before college and, and pro. But what was the context? I don't remember the context. But anyway, ESPN was showing a game, like a live. Okay. There was a tournament. These children looked like men, like straight up men. This guy was like six something. He was huge, and he had so much facial hair. I mean, this guy looked like a man. I think the funniest thing about watching high school football is you do get like four or five of those players on every team. I mean, not like this guy, right? This guy was a like a five-star recruit. But you get like four or five players that are definitely bigger than everybody else. And then you get some kid who was probably good in middle school, but then didn't quite hit puberty at the same time as everybody else and is still like tiny. Right. Was that you? I, you think I ever put pads on to play football? <laughs> no. You th- absolutely not. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. What are you, insane? You're going to get a concussion. So dangerous. You're going to get a hurt. We went to my high school football game. But I, I, we took you there. We took Olivia. And I was like, oh, yeah. Put me in. I could play. I feel like I'm big enough now to play with my high school football team. <laughs> but only now? Right. Like I'm six feet tall, 220 pounds. I feel like now I could play. But when I was... There were some big boys There were some big team. boys. But when I was 5'10 and 120, I don't think I would have made the best football player. Yeah, probably not. 100 pounds ago. <laughs> right. Half the size Five, I 5'10 and 120 pounds? Probably around there. Wow. I was a string bean. I guess I, I mean, I just don't see a lot of pictures from your high school days, probably because you don't want to show the afro that you had. I did have the fro, yeah. You did. It was quite the spectacle. You know what's crazy is when we were at the beach, uh, I didn't like put any product in my hair or anything while we were there, and it was starting to come back. Was it really? I don't oh, think yeah. I noticed. I had to, so if I don't like brush my hair or comb it or do anything with it after I get out of the shower for like... It gets wavy. It gets wavy. And if I don't do anything for like a week... Right. Like I don't do anything, it's back. Oh yeah, the fro is real. I don't think I've noticed it really come back. Since I've known you, you've always had the same haircut. Well, and the other thing is at the beach, if you go to bed at nighttime, like if you shower at nighttime, you always go to bed at nighttime. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what? <laughs> well, sometimes you go to bed in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I do as a new parent. Yeah, yeah, you don't sleep at all. I can't. I can't sleep when Olivia's fussy. You gotta learn. You just, just gotta figure can't. that out. Uh, when you go to bed. I mean, when you shower When you night. shower at night and then I go to bed and you don't do anything to your hair, you wake up and it's like, <laughs> it's like, you remember in Frozen when Anna wakes up and yes. her hair's like, that's me. That's you. That that's is me. me, Hondo P. Oh yeah. You don't like to shower at nighttime. I hate showering at night. I don't like the feeling I get going to the bed because I'm all hot. Oh, I feel so good when I shower at night. I always shower at night. That's when I shower. I don't usually shower in the morning. I haven't seen you shower since Olivia was born. That is a lie. I showered <laughs> yesterday. I'm going to shower when we get home tonight. I shower at nighttime. Please tell the listeners that I do shower because they're going to think I'm crazy. Stinky Pete. I shower. Okay, sure. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I'm giving him the look again, guys. But tell them, please. They don't know. They don't need to know. I shower, okay? I'm very clean. Very clean individual. Brush my teeth at night. I don't do it as much in the morning like I should. You make the bed every day. No, I don't. I should. You throw your tissues away. I Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, okay. is this just rag on Emily time? Nobody's perfect. Nobody. Everybody perfect. has those days. Everybody makes mistakes. That was backwards. She's just being Miley, which is an anagram of Emily. That's why it was backwards. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. You're so funny. I know. But you do things too. Correct. I am an imperfect human being. Yeah. You snore a lot. You snored before you got your tonsils out. Boom. I got my tonsils out before I knew you. Boom. Roasted. Shut up. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, Tyler snores so bad at night that he wakes up our daughter. No, she doesn't. Last night, I had just gotten her to sleep, and all of a sudden, Tyler goes, (laughs) (laughs) and Olivia's eyes just went open, and I was like, crap, I just got her to sleep. You know what's funny? This morning when I took her downstairs, we have a dog gate that's like freestanding. It's held up by the... The, the gap the between the wall and the fridge. And uh, sometimes it'll like shrink and fall over because it, it like expands and retracts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fell over today. And she was like crying, crying, crying. And then it fell over and she was like, oh, she just passed right out. Oh my god! It scared her. Like it, it spooked her and then she just knocked right out. Oh, being a new parent is so hard, especially like today. Last night she did her longest stretch of sleep, okay? Mm-hmm. Which was almost six hours. And... 
you know, you've got all these mom blogs that tell you different things. You know, some of them say you, they need to eat every three to four hours. Others say if they're asleep, let them sleep at nighttime. During the day, wake them up. And so you never know what to do. But our pediatrician said, you know, let them sleep. Don't let them go too long. Um, so today was about five and a half hours, which is the longest I'll let her go. But she woke up after that and uh, I fed her. And then she wouldn't go back to sleep. And that was so frustrating. So then Tyler took her and of course she fell right back to sleep for Tyler. Again, frustrating. Woke up, had to eat. He fed her again from a bottle this time. And then the rest of the day she was awake. I was so exhausted and so tired because during that five and a half hours of sleep, it's not really five and a half hours of sleep. It's five and a half hours since the beginning of her last feeding. So if she eats for 30 minutes, that's a half an hour right there. So that's five hours. Okay. Then you've got the time of trying to put her back to sleep, which takes about a half an hour after burping her and changing her. And sometimes she spits up and you have to change her outfit and whatever. So it's 30 to 45 She's got to look cute if she's going to bed. Obviously. You never know who you're going to meet in your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Someone once told me that. (laughs) That was in like someone's AIM away message. Like going to bed, got to look cute. You don't know who you're going to meet in your dreams or something like that. I'll never forget it. Can I tell you? Hold on, I have to lay a claim no. to AOL and some messenger. I need to finish. Okay. I need to finish my. my We're gonna put a my, pin right in this one. Okay. Okay. So once I finally get her to sleep, then it's me. I have to go to sleep, and it takes me a little while to go to sleep. So I last night could not fall back asleep. So I read for a little while, and I look at the clock, and it's like 3 a.m. So I'm like, okay, I should really go to sleep, and then she woke up like an hour later. I was like, ugh. So it's like, I don't get a whole lot of sleep. Well, then today when she just decided to not take a nap, I was miserable, miserable. You know what puts her to sleep is that baby wrap. Yes. We got a baby wrap from our registry and we hadn't taken it out of the box because we just didn't know how to use it. We took it out one time and we're like, this is just too confusing. Can't do it. And then we watched a YouTube video last night or the night before and put it on and instantly she falls asleep in it. It's so comfortable for her. But that's just, you can only do that during the day. You can't use that to fall asleep. Right, you can't sleep with that. And then you take her out of it and you put her in her bed and she wakes right up. She's like, this is not the cool thing. Right. This isn't the neat compression thing. Anyway, back to my point with Ayla and some messages. Oh, yes, your pin. Okay, we're going to pull it out. In, must have been like 2003, AOL Instant Messenger had one default away message. It was like, I'm away from my computer right now. How old were you in 2003? I was 10. I would have been 11. And you had AOL Instant Messenger then? I had a pretty young age because Ben and Jonathan had it. So they're not going to get to use the computer, not me. Yeah, I guess when you're the third child. You're the third child. Anyway. But I was 10. Anyway, my first, like my first day on AOL Instant Messenger, I remember putting up an away message to play Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. And my, I loved that game. And my away message was, I'm unavailable right now because I'm busy playing a computer game that takes up the whole screen. And that became a default away message on AOL Instant Messenger. And they took it from me and I never got the credit. But I know, I know I wrote that. No, I did. Because I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if it's whole W-H-O-L-E or whole H-O-L-E and going with the W and being right. And I wrote that away message that became one of the default options on AOL Instant Messenger. You're welcome world. I'm busy because I'm playing a computer game that takes up the whole screen. Boom, I'm the man. She's the man. You're the man, Amanda Bynes. Bing, bang, boom. I'm exhausted just from all of that. Yeah, you should be, yeah. That was a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) 
living living with that. Like, that is how Tyler is all the time. In case you're wondering. Our life is very interesting. Is it? Yeah. I don't think we're ever boring people. I think we're pretty fun people. At least I like to think so. But living with Tyler and his incessant commentary on every single topic or subject is just sometimes the best and sometimes the worst. I don't, my father would not say that I'm the most agreeable human being alive. You're not. I figured out the chair. Turn it like a diamond. Okay. I am uncomfortable. So Emily and I are sitting at what is absolutely not a desk. Recording this oh, yeah. right across from each other. And we're sitting on square stools. But if you turn the stool so that it's like a diamond, then you have more space. And there's a microphone right in between us. And it's driving me nuts because I can't look Tyler in the face. That's the size it's going to go. It's right in, It's right on your nose. You look like Squidward. <laughs> wow. Hello, it's a Squidward. That was pretty What? Good. What? That's not good. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh, they have it. Canned bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sound more like the computer that Plankton has. 99%. C, <laughs> 50% weed. 99% evil, 1% hot gas. <laughs> evil! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, today I saw the funniest picture. It was a Halloween costume of the character. I can't remember what it is, but it's like the the long brown like thing that sits in the wheelchair. Do you know what I'm talking about? What are they selling? Yeah, chocolates! <laughs> <laughs> well, someone used a wheelchair and put that in the <laughs> bug just flew into the wall in here and died. Interesting. Interesting development. Um, but someone put that in a wheelchair and that was what they used as their Halloween costume. It was funny. What are they selling? Chocolate. I remember when they invented chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of how your grandparents talk. Oh, be nice. They're so sweet. Do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Do it. No, I'm not doing it. What's the Wi-Fi password? Stop. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Not doing it. Not doing it. Oh, your grandparents are the best. I have a question for you. Okay. Are debutantes still a thing? I have no idea what a debutante is. I know what a dilettante is. Dil dilettante. What's that? It is like either someone who was genuinely full of it or somebody who might be full of it. Mm-hmm. A debutante, that's like a it's like a lady, right? Lit lords mm-hmm. and ladies, it's like a feudal system thing. And you're debuting into society. Debuting. Debuting. Can you edit that out? No. Well crap. I'm not gonna hardly edit anything. This is gold. Gold? Yeah, these are spirit fingers and this is gold. No, it's these aren't spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. Mm. I would know, I was a cheerleader. Okay, I would know because I was a young man who thought Bring It On was the best idea for a movie ever. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Bunch of real pretty girls cheerleading their way around the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, this was, this was my, cup of tea. So I was in elementary school and part of middle school. I was a competitive cheerleader and that is how it is at, for Bring It On, that is how it is at competitions. For sure. It what, is with that, like the... that fierce. Yeah. Did you, I mean, did you like get up in their face? Were you like evil? No, no. Evil! But there were teams that were. Are you touching this cable? Yeah. Don't. Sorry. <laughs> Tyler's very bossy. I am not bossy. I am... Mm, mm. Ooh, I struck a nerve. Mm. 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 
<laughs> I touched it again. I'm nervous about you touching it because last week when I recorded with Ethan at the beach on this microphone, uh, this cable, I like barely touched it and we had to like stop recording and start over again. So I don't want to have to do that. I'm not bossy. I'm just... <laughs> Just anal. <laughs> What's the thing you used to say? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I used to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can't say it. Uh, Did oh you have gosh. any other discussion questions for me? Um, made me miss All American Rejects. <laughs> <laughs> The ending of this movie that made me... That was my me... first concert, by the way. All-American Rejects? Yeah. Mine was Eddie Van Halen. Wow. Yeah, I'm Bruce Springsteen. That's a good one. That yeah. was my second concert. Yeah, mine too. I saw him at the Verizon Center in D.C. I saw him at John Paul Jones Arena, which is also where I saw Van Halen. And then Dave Matthews Band. I think I also saw Arturo Sandoval, whom I still love. You do. How do you know that I love Arturo Sandoval? You've told me. Oh. You think I don't listen? Yes. What? I think I say the name of some, to you, obscure Latin musician, and you I just in one ear and out one. the other. A lot of the things that you say go <laughs> in one ear and out the other. But when you say them frequently, they click. I think the name Arturo probably sticks out because it is the name of our brother-in-law. Yes. That is his name. It is. It is. But a lot of the things that you say go in one ear and out the other. But additionally, so do the things that I say to you, go in one ear and out the other. No, I don't think so. Okay, but it's true. Because how many times have I told you something and I had, I I will tell Tyler something. I will remind him throughout the day. He will come home and he will forget. What about those homecoming tickets? Listen. Yeah, ooh, the truth comes out. I am on maternity leave. I am dealing with a newborn every day. I don't have time to just get on the phone. I don't even have time to make my doctor's appointments, which I need to do tomorrow. Listen, yesterday you did this where I reminded you something and you forgot. I've oh, never I remember what it was. Last night. We were coming upstairs after watching this movie. We were going to bed. While we were downstairs, I carried up our daughter and I said, bring my pillow and the boppy. Okay. I brought all of those yes, things. Yes, but I had to remind you two more times to do it. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, this podcast is not the <laughs> air out our dirty laundry, the podcast. <laughs> we don't have dirty laundry. We do right now because I haven't done laundry today. <laughs> I was about to say, very exciting. No more laundry. Yeah, I wish. Um, I really liked this movie. I also really liked watching it with you. Because uh, I knew every word. No, because you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a problem where I frequently will watch something with Tyler and just get bored. And not because it's like I don't like the movie or I don't like spending time with Tyler. I just have a problem sitting through a movie if I'm not in a theater. But I also, and maybe it's because the lights are dim and you're forced to watch it, like you can't just pull out your phone. But when we're at our house, and even when the lights go out, and we turn the lights out and we're watching a movie, I still can't focus. When you go to the theater, do you turn your phone off? I turn it on silent. 
How? What? You're at the theater. Turn the phone off. I mean, you make me. You take my phone and turn it off. I now do. Now that we have a newborn, and since I've been to the movies, I keep my phone on. Okay, that's obviously different. If you're at the movie theater, the only person in the theater with our newborn, you can leave it on. But if you're going there on a date, you must turn it off. Oh my gosh, that was actually so fun when I went to the movie theater with Olivia. It was just Olivia and I in the theater. Actually, I walked into the theater lobby, and the people at the front desk said, can we help you? Because I had Olivia in my hand with her car seat. And I was like, yes, I'd like to see a movie. And they looked at me like I was crazy. Meanwhile, I went on like a Thursday at two o'clock or something. People were not there. So I said, you know, I have a newborn and I want to see a movie. Which theater is empty? What movie does not have people in it? And they're like, well, this one. And I was like, great, I'll take a ticket to that. It's not that hard. People go to the movies with a baby, especially when they're her age and she at the time, didn't do anything except eat. She didn't cry. She didn't, I mean, she cried sometimes <laughs> when she was hungry. But if you feed her before she starts crying, she's fine. Yeah, and if she you just see her sleeps. going into the movie, then she just sleeps. But they looked at me like I was crazy pants. You gotta also think, there's, this is their staff for Thursday at 2 p.m. Maybe not their most customer service friendly group. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> That's a busy shift there in the afternoon. Those people are resting up. Yeah, yeah, Thursday's well, premiere night. Jan at the <laughs> ticket counter looked at me like I was crazy. You got to go there when Alan's there. Alan's the best. Alan? Wolfie? Yeah, Wolf. I is Wolfie. I is Wolfie on YouTube. My YouTuber friend. Alan. He is great. He's so good. He's got a great couch. Bought his couch from me. I want a new couch. As do I. It's on my list. What else is on your list? I really want a laptop. I want a fence. I, I want a fence. I want a fence. I want LASIK surgery. Yes. I think the baby has taught me the value of vision more than anything else. I think part of the problem is that my glasses are old and scratched up and any sort of like protection is like gone. So right. like as soon as you touch them, they're like smudged. Well, I think I remember when you got those glasses, we didn't get the most expensive ones. We were just out of college. I remember this. So you didn't get the ones that have, like you don't have the protective lens on those. I well, I got these this. when I worked at Enterprise. So we were at least, I mean, we were in Roanoke. We weren't just out of college. I was at the dealership. So I remember when I got them. I moved them. here just out of college. I moved here two months after college. So I guess it was my just out of college. But when you got those glasses, I remember, because you said, I don't want to pay the extra for the protective crizol or whatever it is. Right. But I, I all I know is, I remember when I got these glasses, I would walk around and I thought I was taller, like the ground seemed further away, <laughs> which was weird. You also had your old glasses for years. I did, and I've had these for two or three years now, and I'm ready for a new pair. I need to go to the eye doctor. Uh, this is a weird thing about having a nine to five job where if you need to go to a business that's open nine to five, you can't. It's hard. It's hard. I have like preventative care and stuff, but I'm not going to like use that. Like there's got to be a way around this. <laughs> there's got to be an eye doctor open on Saturdays for there sure. Is, but those appointments go very fast. <laughs> right. Uh, but that is something I've noticed being an adult is most doctors are nine to five Monday through Friday. It's hard. <laughs> what? Doctors are like nine to 10, lunch from 10 to two. <laughs> <laughs> two to five. Right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So you can't ever go on your lunch break either. Right, because they are on an office full lunch break for right. four hours. Right, But that's one thing I noticed is it's hard to go to the doctor, which is why my goal 
when I went on maternity leave was to go to all my doctor's appointments. Do you want to know how many I made? No. No. I need to go to the dentist, the eye doctor. I need, I mean, I need to you get have, my you have, you regular doctor. I need to go to that and get my checkup. I guess like ladies have one extra doctor, but there's like what, four visits you need? Dentist. Dentist, vision, primary care, and then like your lady doctor. Yeah. Or your, your like mental doctor if you need to go oh, to the psychiatrist. Oh yeah, you should definitely go to get your mental health checkup. Everybody should do that. Yes. I, I, I would encourage a mental health checkup more frequently than a physical. I have to go. I have to make one because, oh, one thing that drives me nuts is when we moved from our old house to our new house. No. When we moved from wherever we were, wherever I was registered in for the DMV to when we moved to Roanoke, I had started having seizures in college, but they weren't epilepsy. It was, they're called psychogenic non-epileptic seizures, P-N-E-S. They're caused (laughs) by stress and anxiety. And we are at the DMV and we were we were standing at the counter and the lady said, you didn't fill out this box. And it was, do you suffer from seizures? And I was like, no. And Tyler goes, yes. And I was like, crap, Tyler. Do you know what this means? It means that I have to do paperwork every single year. And it's just so frustrating. It's weird because we live in a city where like the, the primary industry here is the hospital. Like the hospital employs more people than anybody else. and But you can never get an appointment. You can never get an appointment. And the doctor that you need like doesn't exist. Right. And it's very frustrating. There's so many people, so many employers that live in Roanoke for this hospital system. Yet they don't have all the specialists. Right. Which is frustrating. It is. It is. Like there is not a specialist that does PNES in Roanoke. That was something that was frustrating. I I had to drive up to Northern Virginia to go to the specialist to deal with these seizures and figuring out what medicine would work for me. So there's that. That's the T-sis. That's the T-sis? That's the the T-sis. Huh. In this paper, I will. (laughs) (laughs) What will you do? I, I don't know. Defend why. I don't regret telling you to tell the DMV that you have seizures when you do. <laughs> uh, but what's frustrating is a lot of doctors don't believe in these types of seizures. I feel like that just makes your paperwork that much easier. Like, obviously, it's frustrating that the doctor doesn't believe it because we have documented evidence that it's absolutely real. Right, but then, but I have to have two doctors sign off on this paperwork for the DMV. So I have to find two doctors in Roanoke that will write on this topic. That's what's hard and frustrating. And I have to do it every year. And every year I mess it up and they send it back to me and they say, your license is gonna be suspended if you don't figure this out in the next 10 to 15 days. Do you know how hard it is to get an appointment in 10 to 15 days? Hard. I I think our approach is wrong. I don't think you need an appointment. I think you just need to call and say, there's some paperwork I need signed and I need it done soon. (laughs) But you have to have an appointment or a checkup with this person within the last six months. It's a sick visit, not a well visit. (sighs) I guess. All right, I'm off my soapbox. You smell better. Oh, are you saying that I shower? I'm saying that you were on a soapbox. Why do they call them soap boxes? Because it was a box of soap that you'd stand on and like shout propaganda from. Like the uh, crates? Yeah, like an apple crate, but it was soap. So why don't you just call it, I'm off my apple crate? Because it wasn't an apple crate, it was a soap box. I've never seen soap inside of those crates. Okay, it's not like 1835. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen apple inside apple crates? Yeah. Haven't you ever been to an apple picking farm? I've been with you. It's also an orchard. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> this is the home of Johnny Appleseed. Come on. <laughs> it's the apple picking. 
I do that so often where I can't think of words. I think it's new mom brain. I think that's like a thing. Oh, it drives you insane. It does, because he'll be like, go get that from over there. I'm like, what from where? Oh, he gets so frustrated. Where do you want me to go? That, and I'll point. But I'm not looking. And I'll point again. But I'll be in the kitchen and you'll be like, upstairs. Can you get that thing? No. I I don't understand. Don't we have a special bond where you know what (laughs) I'm thinking at all times? No. (laughs) What? This is all of... This is all fake. It's not. It's all fake. This isn't real. Love is real. Love is patient. Love is kind. Home sweet home. (laughs) And all those. (laughs) And all those cheesy sayings. Life's a beach. Live, laugh, love. (laughs) Just breathe. (laughs) Just breathe. Don't you have a tattoo that says that? No comment. was a college mistake not all mistakes were made in college i learned a lot in college college was a good time i liked college i did too i met you in college i know yeah we did yes five years and, ago and for more on our story of how we met you should listen to the show after the show which is the hash browns available on patreon for just five dollars a month and it's super duper fun every week we do an ama with ethan and i or myself and the current guest or Ethan and I and the current guest. And sometimes we may switch it up and may not do an AMA, but it will be every week. And you should listen to it. It's more content, more bacon and <laughs> eggs, just from us to you for just $5 a month. That's like nothing. That's like, don't drink your Starbucks for one day. Right. So not only are you saving 390 calories, you're also <laughs> getting an extra hour of podcast each month, which I feel like is a win-win. Right. Obviously. Why wouldn't you do it? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. It's it's the the way to live. Also, I feel like uh, we pour a lot into this show, and it would if it brings you value, it would mean a lot to us if you could bring <laughs> us some value too. They, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, yes, I don't think someone can tell you how much time and effort you put into something other than the outsiders looking in, like me, like your spouse or your significant other, because you spend quite a lot of time whether and I'm not complaining about it it's actually very amazing to see you spend so much time and commitment and you have so much dedication to this podcast whether you're recording whether you're watching the movie whether you're researching for the episode but not just that interacting with your fan base you've got the best fans oh the yokes the yokes are the absolute best yes Tyler spends so much time on the discord Talking to people. I mean, it is just amazing. They're just my friends. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm some creator talking with fans, with like plebes or anything. Like, it is literally like I feel like everybody in our Discord is an equal, and and it's such a valuable conversation. And I feel like the one thing that always strikes me with the fan to creator conversation is I feel like the creator can never feel wrong or like proven incorrect. We have like discussions where I will go into it thinking one thing and come out of it thinking something completely different. Like Hamilton, for example. I would not like Hamilton, nor would I want to go see it if it were not for our Discord server and the people in it encouraging me to give the show another chance and listen to it. Mm -hmm. Because I like... 
I didn't just not like it. I thought it was like a cancer. Like it was a bad thing that like Broadway has no place in rap. What are you crazy? This is awful. It's not interesting. Alexander Hamilton was white. Like all these weird off color thoughts, completely incorrect about it. And having a heart support system and being able to chat with people about uh, just anything mm -hmm. um, is, is so super valuable. There's so many things going on right now. We have the, the Bacon and Eggs Fantasy Football League, mm -hmm. uh, which there are like super cool prizes for. Um, and we have all of our fun channels where like we keep having to add things because there's so many things we want to talk about and right. uh, it's just so much fun it is it's a family it is a family there's no doubt about that podcasts have like sprouted from it which is so fun I that's love, what's really cool yeah i love when a new podcast shows up that's always my favorite and it's like allowed us to create that's what i'm talking about which is mm -hmm. such a great podcast and mary clay is so good it is really cool yeah and i've been reading lord of the rings and my whole life i've been like Okay, Lord of the Rings is probably really good. There's no way it's like better than Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter's so good. The movies good. are now on Netflix. The Lord of the Rings ones? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's so exciting. Or maybe it's Hulu. Let I me tell know. you straight up, I'm halfway through Fellowship, 49% according to my Kindle app. It's straight up better than Harry Potter. It's so good. <laughs> I've never read or watched. You never watched them? Mm -mm. I don't think you have to read it. Like, I think you'd definitely be, your, your life would be enhanced if you read them. Based I just on, don't know that that's something I would be interested in. Based on where I am in the books, my life is enhanced by reading them. But I, of course, I'm not very far. I'm, I'm halfway through the first one. Um, I think the interesting thing about great novels is that you forget that they're great sometimes. Like, it's it's famous and it's stood the test of time because it's good. Not because it's, like, some achievement in challenging writing or developed in this crazy world that's like, how did he, how could he have possibly thought of this? It stood the test of time because it's still enjoyable to read. Right. You know, it's like Gatsby, right? It's like you pick up Gatsby and you're like, oh, this is unbelievably readable. Still, I'm pretty sure they still read it in right. high school. Right. This is unbelievably readable and it's very good and it's funny and it's, like thoughtful and mm -hmm. relatable and i think the same is true as far as i'm in in lord of the rings and that like it's it's genuinely funny very frequently um which i thought was i did not expect i'll have to it. give it a chance okay anyway we're, we're at about that time this is the first movie of year three so as far oh my as goodness. where does it go I'm on so the big honored. board this is the best movie we reviewed this year ta-da ta-da i'm satisfied with that answer i don't think it's gonna <laughs> stay there I think it's going to be at the bottom. It may stay at the bottom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we didn't talk about that I do want to say really quickly is Amanda Bynes, where is she now? Dude, I don't know. I mean, what happened? I... I know that I mean, it was like a few years ago, I feel like she showed up on Twitter for like a week. Yes, I remember that. And then she was gone. And then she was gone again. Uh, and that's like all I know. Well, I think right now, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to pull it up. But while it's loading, I think she's in school for fashion design. Yes. She goes to LA's Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, FITM. La FITM. La FITM. I toured FITM in New York when I went in high school. I did a fashion merchandising class. I toured the Berkeley College of Music in Boston. That's really cool. That was really cool. It's way cooler than my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steve Vai teaches classes there. Well, that, I went to... It's a big deal if you know who Steve Vai is. It's not a very big deal if you don't. Well, I went to see the Tommy Hilfiger offices and met his wife. That's super cool. Yeah. Did you meet Ralph? No. Well, did you really even go then? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's number one on the big board. Amanda Bynes is in fashion school. She has green hair and tattoos. Yes. Um, if this movie were a breakfast food, what would it be? Um. Wow. I really thought I would have a good answer for this, and now I don't. Okay. Here's where I'm at. Okay. Chickens lay eggs. Uh-huh. Country fried steak. <laughs> <laughs> or country fried chicken, which is like chicken, which is girl, right? Because okay. girls lay eggs. Okay. But it's cooked in the style of country fried steak, which is delicious. Hens lay eggs. Chickens lay eggs. Hens are the males. No. Hens are no. lady chickens. Yeah. Not all chickens lay eggs. What? But all hens lay eggs. I don't know chicken anatomy. <laughs> Chicken anatomy? Yeah, I'm totally lost. I thought all chickens were girls and, and, and roosters were the boys. I think, now I feel like one of us is dumb here. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, I don't want to say it out loud. I'm nervous. I think chickens are the subspecies, but the hens are the females and the roosters are the males. I have no idea. The, the fact that this was not what I thought it was is, is mind-blowing to me. Oh, man, I need to know now. Terminology. Here we go. Males are cocks or roosters. <laughs> And females are hens. Okay. So I was right. I wouldn't have thought of a rooster as a chicken. I would think a rooster is a rooster. No. Obviously, you can chop the head off a rooster and country fried steak it, but, or country fried some sausage gravy. Oh, dumplings. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler's fantasizing about breakfast. Stop. That's a gross noise. I think that this movie is a hotel waffle. Why? Why? Give me a continental reason for your continental breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that it is so basic. You know, it doesn't have a whole lot of substance to it. Which is why it's the hotel breakfast. And it's something that is easy to watch or easy to make, such as a... You think a hotel waffle is easy to make? Yeah, you just pour it and you stand there. It's messy as can be. You go to the little batter dispenser, the batter keg, and it's like... This movie is messy. This movie's not messy. This movie's full of nudity is what it's full of. You don't see any nudity. No, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) It's just referenced a lot. It is. It's a lot of like, how are we going to get... Oh my gosh, (laughs) if you say that one more time. No, what we need to take from this movie is that baloney is 38% hoof. Do you think that's really the line? Is there Gouda involved? There is a Gouda Gouda. And she gets like a box of Gouda for Channing Tatum. We didn't even mention Channing Tatum in his prime. Let me tell you something right now. Channing Tatum never went to high school. A man that looks like that was born 30. Okay, but... But did you crush on Channing Tatum after this movie came out? Because I did. I crushed on Amanda Bynes after this movie came out. Uh, interesting development. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely didn't lead the same high school. <laughs> <laughs> Not because she played a boy for most of the movie. Uh-huh. 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 I tell you, I did not... No, I don't know. I'm going with that. Um, okay, so we've got a breakfast food. We've got a ranking. This is all good. Emily, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at EKCarlin. Yes. I don't know what my Twitter handle is, but I also don't use Twitter a lot. So probably not Twitter. No. You can find the show at Bacon and Eggs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Uh, We've been trying to be more prolific on Instagram. Shalom. That's me. Uh, you can follow me at America Carlin on Twitter and Instagram. That's America R L I N. From you remember when it was cool to love America? Yeah, me too. Good old days. Ouch. Yeah, but now I can't change it. No, you you were Ty Carlin Instagram. I know. At one point, that Ty was Carlin fun. Instagram. That was a good one. 
I would. I don't want to. I don't want to speak it into existence, but I would switch them both just to Ty Carlin. That's too easy. I don't think it is. I think it's perfectly good. Uh, perfectly good Instagram name. All right. All right. Fair. I don't want to have to have a number at the end. Like I want my word to be this like word. Like mine name. is E K Carlin. Right. I don't want to be like Ty Carlin eleven, but that's my email address. Don't say that out loud. Oh darn. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the bacon and eggs email. If you have comments or questions about the show, you want to ask anything for the AMAs in every episode, you can email us at baconandeggsmedia at gmail.com. Or if you want to sponsor us, do anything like that, you can email us at baconandeggsmedia at gmail.com. If you want Ethan or I to guest on your podcast, shoot us an email at baconandeggsmedia at (laughs) gmail.com. Or send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram. We are open to that right now. Uh, Scheduling is always a little bit crazy, but we want to do whatever we can to make it happen so that we can be on your show. Um, yeah, that's what we're looking at. Uh, anything else? Any final thoughts, Emily? Um, you know, I feel like this movie didn't define my childhood, but I definitely remember this from my childhood. Or teenage years, at least. Okay, that's just, that's what I need to say. Oh, I have a question. Yes. Were you ever as nervous in front of girls as Duke was in front of Olivia? So I like serially in a relationship and I was not nervous in front of any of the so I've I've had like three long term relationships, you being the third, and I was not nervous in front of the other two when I met them, no. Were you nervous in front of me? No. Hmm. I was nervous. I mean it was like a date, like there was jitters, but it wasn't. I mean I was getting in a car with someone I'd never met before. Right, but it wasn't like And going far. But I knew that I wasn't so, like, I can understand where why you were nervous. That totally makes sense. But I knew that I wasn't a criminal, right? I knew that I wasn't. Right, but I didn't. Right. <laughs> I got in a car with you to drive 45 minutes away. But you didn't know that. You didn't know where you were going. Which makes it even worse. Uh, it turned out okay. It did turn out just fine. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> our artwork is by Vaishan Brandon. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. And uh, our our lives are supported by our beautiful wife and girlfriend, Emily and Kate. Thank you for all of your support and everything you do for us. And thank you for two years of listening to this show. It's been amazing two years, and I look forward to many, 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 many more. And until next time. I'm Emily Carlin. And when I close my eyes, I see you for what you truly are, which is ugly.